Welcome to the Dusty Jobs Podcast from Imperial Systems. Industry knowledge to make your job easier and safer. Thanks again for uh, joining us here today. We have uh, we have Jeremiah on with us again. How are you doing, Jeremiah? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. Hey, we're gonna uh, today. We got a, a couple questions that came in. We're gonna answer some of those. Uh, one of them was on system design. So we got Jeremiah back in. Jeremiah, tell us about yourself and uh, like what you know about system design. A little bit of your own history. Right. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So my name is Jeremiah Wan. Obviously, I'm the uh, CEO of Imperial Systems. And, uh, you know, day, you know, day in and day out, that's what we do here, system design. So yeah. what, what are they wanting more? Is this more of a weld fume type question? We're going to be covering some weld, weld fume. Yeah, weld fume system design. That's what we got to ask the cover. Okay. And uh, you've been doing this for what? Over 20 years. Over 20 yep. years. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, have a little bit of experience in this bit. realm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, uh, so let's, just start, let's just start walking through it from the beginning. Uh, let's say I'm a customer and I'm, I'm coming to you and I'm saying, hey, I have weld smoke in my shop. What do I do? You know what I mean? Just basically, where do we start? What do I need to do to start to figure out how to handle this issue? Sure. Well, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation we have daily. And, uh, you know, um, in fact, I was just uh, talking with a guy a little bit ago, you know, basically. So a, a common scenario is, is, you know, we get a customer call in um, or, or emails, whatever, saying that, you know, they have, you know, weld fume issues you yeah. know they need to address it um and so you know what we do typically is you know we'll either send somebody on site um depending on you know where it's at and the time frame we have to get it done but usually somebody will go on site if not we can work with pictures and and, and sketches and stuff to at least get started but right? an on-site visit best best situation oh right? yeah always yeah. yeah always the best thing to do for sure um but uh you know um the uh you know tip typically um what we need to do is um you know find out what they're doing right so is it is it is it mig is it tig um are they soldering you know what's the application yeah yeah um one of the things we like to look at too is it you know obviously is it robotic is it manual um you know how many hours a day are they welding what's their downtime that kind of stuff so so i'm let's let's say i'm the customer i call it i say hey i'm having this situation you're the you're kind of come out. You're going to look at my system. What should I expect the questions you're going to ask me once I get out there? What what should I have ready for you as a customer who's trying to solve, you know, my weld smoke problem? What, what is some stuff I should be ready with? Right. I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, you, you know, that, that's what's nice about the site visit is we kind of take the full responsibility. I mean, essentially what I would like to do is just go take a walk around, mm-hmm. you know, go see go see the application, see the operation. If 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 it's up and running, I mean, sometimes, you, you know, we, we get a call say we're putting a new plant in and here's here's what we're doing. So that's oh, fine, too. But um, you know, really, all we just need to know is, you know, what are the what do the weld cells look like? Uh, is there weld cells? Sometimes it's just big, open, you know, high bays with uh, overhead cranes. You yeah. know, we can do that too. So they all have their challenges. Um, but basically, you know, get let us get in front of you. Uh, let us talk about. Um, let let us find out from you. You know, what specifics you have. Um, you know, are you welding stainless? That's one thing today. It's kind of a big thing. We want to make sure that, you know that there's not hex chrome present. What you know. now? What now? If there's hex chrome present, what does that does that create? Another set of standards? Is it another set of issues? What's the what if I if I'm welding hex chrome? What should I be worried about? Right. Well, I mean the the main thing is that, you know our filters can handle it. The filters will will clean it properly and, and and bring it back into your plant. Really, for that matter, um, 
to where, to where you can breathe the air again, you just have to put a, um, you know, HEPA filtration after the primary filters to, to get that out. So it would just be a, another thing that you're trying to qualify what needs done right. to maintain that air quality. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. We also may deal with the way we capture it, right? So if there if there's something like hexachrome in it uh, where you know you really don't want that smoke going up in front of the guy's weld helmet yeah. across his body. So at that point, you know, you usually really want to use some type of close you know, source capture, um, with a hood or with an arm or something downdraft it if, you know, if you can. So let's take, well, let's just take one step back. So you're going to come, you come look, you kind of give us an evaluation of what, uh, our facility looks like. You got to identify what we're, what they're welding on, right. what the smoke's producing, where it's coming from. And then from that point, you try to decide what kind of system you need. Sure. Sure. So yeah, at that point, you know, what we really like to do is, you know, what size, parts are you doing are they in weld cells are they out in the open because so basically i'll break it down for you if um you, you really have a few different types of systems that you can do weld view in right so if you've got a high bay you've got big parts you've got overhead cranes you got a lot of obstacles and you know you may be welding you know uh, tanks in 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 one part of the the shop one day and then the next day you may be welding semi trucks yeah right? big stuff yeah i mean like small tanks one day and, yeah. oh, and, and okay. semi trucks the next day right you just you never know what you're going to see in our business That's like a custom shop a custom shop yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so in, in that case i mean really the only way to do that outside of you know little you know portable units with arms on them which you know we can talk about that a little bit i'm not a big fan of well I can imagine only trying to drag one of those around behind you all day. It might be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, there's definitely definitely challenges with those. Um, and uh, uh, but you know, the, the, the really the only other way to do it is just do ambient. And that what that means is just to put you know ductwork up above the crane rails or or down below the crane rails on the, on the stools of the okay. crane, yeah, if at all possible. And uh, basically, we just just work off air changes at that point. So you know, we may do you know eight to ten air changes an hour or something based on the volume of the building. Um, you can also do more like localized um, ambient. So if you don't, if you've got a, you know, let's say you got a hundred thousand square foot facility, but you're only doing welding in, you know, in a, in a thousand square foot of it or whatever, you yeah, can, you can do ambient above that area as well. Just kind of so, put a unit in there to handle that smoke, so it's not drifting into the yep. rest of the yeah. I mean, that's facility. that's actually what we do here. We have uh, you know ninety five thousand square foot facility, and we don't we only you know we only weld in you know probably you know, 30 or 40,000 of it. So there's no yeah. need for yeah. dust collection where we're storing boxes or yeah, where we're doing assembly, it's real clean. You know, we don't, we don't do that there. So yeah. 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 Yep. So that's our, that's a, that would be an ambient system solution. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be an ambient system. Uh, the other, the other way to look at it would be, so look, if you know, a lot of times you go into a plant and, and they're, let's say they're building lawnmower parts, okay. right? So they're, they're, or, 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 you know, automotive chair or cars, car seats rather. I mean, there's different, you know, we get into all kinds of different things, but those are small parts, right? Okay. And so let's say they're making those on fixtures or robotically. Um, at that point, then you can do source capture. So if they're robots, then, you know, usually the robots are enclosed. If they're not enclosed, they're easy to put a hood over. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, that's more localized. Um, so with a robot, you may put a hood over it, or if it's already got an enclosure, you just vent that enclosure. Um, if they're welding in cells, then you can either do a side draft hood, down draft hood, or an arm that we talked about earlier with yeah. the portables. Yeah. The, the, the issue with the arms, um, well, I guess the, I'll start with the nice thing about the arms is the nice thing about the arms, if, if, if they're used properly, mm -hmm. they, they could probably capture 100% of the smoke for the most part, right? 
um, and, and they use less air, you know, because you're, you know, you're, now you're a six inch diameter pipe right there versus yeah. with ambient, you know, you've, you've got to take more air into consideration. The downside to it is, is that nobody uses them. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough because you, you, um, you know, even in our old plant, you know, we, we spent you know a lot of money, um, putting about, I think we put about, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say 12, 12 arms down this one area. And we said, man, this is going to be the way to go. We, we definitely want to use it. Yeah. Of course we put a C-Max in with it and, uh, you know, our cartridge filter. And, um, you know, as the, as the owner of the company, I, I would, it would just drive me absolutely crazy because we have a really good crew of people here, no doubt about it. And they're all right. in, they'll do whatever it takes to, to get the job done, but they did not like moving that hood all day long, you know? So they're, they're welding pipe or they're welding, you know, a, a frame up. And, uh, you know, you know, every six inches, you'd have to basically stop, not just reposition the weld again, but now you got to think about that hood. And that's really the last thing on that welder's mind, or it should be, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to, he's got to worry about a quality weld. Yeah, it's one more step for him to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's just that, like, we just haven't seen them work well for that. Right. Yeah. So in that situation, you're saying, uh, maybe a hood yeah. in a weld cell yeah. is yeah. a little bit better or a downdraft table is a better solution at that point. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and sometimes, I mean, look, I mean, we've done hybrid systems too, where, you know, really the majority of it, we're going to be able to capture with the ambient. Uh, but, but over in this area, you know, they've got, they've got stainless or something they're welding on mm-hmm. and, or they've got, or they're doing, you know, little six inch or eight inch parts all day long. Right. That's a perfect hood application. Yeah. You know, it just keep putting that part back on there. No big deal. I, I get it. You know, I mean, um, we don't have it anymore, but we used to have a weld seamer at our old plant where, you know, it would weld five foot. Um, joints of pipe all day long oh, well so. you can put a little three inch flex hose on that and boom no problem there so we always take those things into consideration i mean ultimately we're trying to design the best system for our customer and obviously we we, we have to be competitive you know we have we have competition um but it, but more importantly than that we have to design a system that they're going to use for the next 25 years. Well, I, I'll tell you what jeremiah the more you talk about this it seems like there is just not one size fits all solution no. like it's just not out there right. and you kind of have to do an evaluation from the beginning right see what you're dealing with right. and then um i know you and i were talking earlier that that some of the things you have to consider is you know weld fume used to just be weld fume but now uh, sometimes it's considered an explosive dust yeah i mean yesterday you know we just had our seminar here um, you know with the industry expert on on combustible dust and we're always trying to kind of brush up our skills here and make sure that you know our our sales team and our engineers on on point with with where with what the industry is doing and and um to make sure we're doing things you know to code and um you know we we talk about it a lot you know we that's one of the first things we do is we say, well, have you had your dust tested? And you, of course, in the weld industry or, or metal manufacturing, people just look at you funny because they're saying, well, we're welding carbon steel. Yeah. You know? And, but you know, up until about five, six years ago, we used to kind of think the same way. Like, well, no, we're welding carbon steel. I, I get that in wood or I get that in sugar or I get that in whatever. Cornstarch. Cornstarch, of yeah. course. Yeah. All these big ones. But, but, um, but you know, carbon steel weld fume, I don't get it. But but what happens is, I mean, there's a lot of there's byproducts in there. There's oil sometimes in there. There's, um, you know, the metal can oxidize. There's different things that can cause combustion in weld fume. And and so, you know, <clears throat> some of our biggest accounts now, you know, I mean, you know, multi billion dollar companies are saying, hey, that's our standard. We've had it tested. You know, we're at seventy kst, and that's what we want to do. So, we we like to bring it to the light 
and uh, do do what's right for the customer. So that also probably comes into consideration when you're thinking about what solution you need, right? Because that that would determine whether you need your collector inside, you need right. it outside. I mean, it's not just as simple as sticking something on there to, to suck it up like a shop vac would do. Right. You need something. You, you need to know what you're dealing with. Right. To have the right solution. Oh, you bet. I mean, so so just without getting into, I mean, we could have a whole other five podcasts on on combustible dust and NFPA, but you know, um, since this is weld weld, you know, kind of weld fume and weld cells that we're talking about here, um, you know, with when you do combustible dust and you're trying to put the collector inside, you know, really NFPA states something like that. It you know, if it if it can be outside, it should be outside, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that that should means <clears throat> that. Um, that you know if at all possible we can engineer around it and get it outside then we should uh, but sometimes you just can't it's not possible you know dealing with big big you know automotive plants or or um, you know forklift companies or or whatever um, just to name a couple um, the collector really needs to be inside next to the robot what do you do when There's, you have explosive dust yeah, inside yeah. i mean that that sounds that sounds like a real hazard right what, what do you do in that situation well i mean so to the point where you know some of our top customers you know they you know they're 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 putting in a hundred thousand dollar weld fume system and and they're not they're not upset at all about adding another forty thousand dollars worth of combustible dust um isolation type equipment chemical isolation or or mechanical so um that's how real it is you know just want to say that um but uh you know what what we do in that case is you know you can either you know put explosion vents on it vent it through the roof Mm -hmm. um that's one one possibility you need to isolate the inlet so that so that the um explosion or flame front doesn't mitigate back through the the um the hood yeah. back into the robot to the worker so we, we put an isolation valve on that um in addition to that there's there's things like uh you know what we have a new product called a rhino drum uh, you heard about it i've heard about it yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's uh it's a good product um but it's you know it's the the first ever um you know, tool-free um combustible dust tested <clears throat> 55 gallon drum you know, and so it's designed to, to stop an explosion from the discharge of the dust collector. So now we've now we've we've put a uh, isolation valve on the inlet side. We've got the rhino drum or an airlock on the discharge side, and then you know after that, then we've got the collector itself. We've got to deal with the explosion. Yeah. So you can either vent through the roof, or if you can't vent through the roof, then you can um, you could put a flameless vent on there, which is something you can look up on the website and see what that is. Um, but then also um, chemical isolation is another real nice easy way to deal with things. So. Yeah, yep. and, uh, I would imagine whatever collector you have in there, whether it's ours or someone else's, you want to make sure that that thing can handle an explosion if you're dealing with an explosion dust because you have workers, you have equipment, you have everything that's in real close proximity to that. So that's probably a – you can't just put anything in there is what I'm saying. No, that's a good point. I mean, so just to the we, – we take that extremely seriously. I mean, to the point where, you know, we, we – I mean, we just – we spent, you know, our first testing we ever did and just all the involvement in that, we spent, you know, well over a quarter million dollars. But that's been that's been a while back um, where we first started getting our equipment tested you know, by third party. Yeah. And what we wanted to do is make sure that it can handle with, withstand an explosion. And well, so, if you're designing a system, if you're looking at designing a system when you're going to have to get one, I mean, these are all things you need to consider. Is uh, You can't just go buy a, a used collector from the 80s and hope that it's going to handle what you're doing. Yeah, you're taking. I mean, you're 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 obviously risking a lot if you if you were to do that. You know, I think that you know, you know, consult whether it's us, uh, consult with a, a professional or another dust collection company, and just do your homework. Make sure that you know that they've done their homework. You know, yeah. I mean, we we did like I said, the, the first go around was, 
you know, a quarter million dollars, and we've done many since then. So I don't know how much money we have wrapped up in in making sure that you know our collectors and our equipment meet the standards um, that that it will withstand an explosion yeah. and, and the rating we put on our equipment. So once you have the the layout, the how you're going to put install the collector, where you're going to install it, how do you how do you even know how big of a collector, how small of a collector you sure. need? How do you figure that out? Yeah, so I mean, we, there, there's a couple of different things you, you got to take into consideration. I mean, obviously, um, you know, like I said earlier, is, are the parts sticky? You know, is there is there oil? And a lot of times in stamping applications, um, there, there's there's you know release oil on there, lubricants on there for the stamping, so that can get kind of messy when you're welding it. Um, that's something to consider. You know, how many you know how many if they're running MIGs on robots? You know, are they putting you know one MIG or is there four MIGs in there per per robot? So these are things we we look at. Um, you know, ambient system will take a different, um, you know, air to cloth ratio than, than maybe a closed capture one would. So, you know, we, we basically have internal formulas that, you know, we decide, you know, if it's a robot cell, you know, how many air changes do we put in that robot cell to Mm -hmm. make sure that no smoke gets out? You know, that's the idea really is, is that you just don't want any smoke getting out of that cell. Right. And, um, you know, that's obviously good for the safety of the people. It's good for, um, you know, it's, it's good housekeeping. You want to make sure that, you know, all your bearings and seals and all that stuff on your equipment that you spend a lot of money on lasts a long time. So just to kind of go back, we're going to walk through this step by step. First thing you got to do is, is get someone in there to look at the system, right. see what you're dealing with, um, see what kind of dust you have, see if it's explosion, ex- explosive dust, right. right? So that's, that's kind of step one. Step two is once you're in there, you see what kind of uh, system requirements you have it might be an ambient system it might be a source capture system could be a little bit of both right right Right. then we go then from that then you can go to the actual size of the collector and you got to kind of see what what you need to make it safe keep it safe right yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty easy really you know i I could see where if you don't do it day to day it could be a little overwhelming or feel overwhelming when you see it but you know um you know when you see smoke you know that that's that's a that's an opportunity to, to you know call us or call you know, call anybody for that matter, you know, just get, get an expert on the phone and, and, and bring them in. Cause it's really, it, you know, we try to make it pretty easy to do business with us. I mean, right. that's a big deal for us around here. And so, I mean, the last thing we want is, you know, our customer to be struggling. And so we kind of take all that, that, that off their plate. Yeah. 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 We, we, we have guys like you, we have other guys out in our shop who've been doing it for a long time and uh, have a wealth of knowledge here to be able to help out anybody who's trying to figure this out. Don't well, yeah, I mean, we, we, we have sales engineers all over, you know, all over, I mean, in here and, and remote. Um, and we have, uh, you know, a, a big network of representatives, you know, and, and, you know, across the, across the map. And, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, we can, we can cover you for sure. Yeah. yeah. And we don't want anybody to feel like they have to tackle this on their own. No, no, uh, no. it's, it's uh, a lot has changed over the years. Yeah. Some information is still good. Some of it's old. We want to yeah. be able to make sure you're making the right decisions and making sure everybody's safe right. and have a good, clean work environment. And uh, that's what we're here to do. Right. That's what our goal is as a company yep. is to uh, kind of promote the health and safety of those who are, who are working in your environment. Right. And, uh, well, I think it's big too, when you're, you know, from my standpoint, I'm, I'm, I'm the owner of the company. And for me, it's, it's, it's always fun bringing people in the plant customers and you, and you can say all day long that you really care about your people. Um, and you can, and you can brag about your machinery. You can brag about whatever, you, you know, your, how much work you put out, you know, whatever that might be. But, but when it, it really speaks volumes, when you've spent, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or, or it could be, it could be 10,000. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it could be a lot less, but I, you know, a, a mid-sized system, maybe a hundred thousand. 
Um, <clears throat> you know, just just to clean up the work environment, yeah. right? I mean, you might have spent four hundred thousand dollars on a plasma table, um, but if the shop's full of brown smoke, I mean, honestly, I mean, what what message is that sending to your right. to your customers? Yeah, and, and to your employees for that matter. Right. So, right. you know, and I always think about it too this way: is you know, when you, you know, these guys go home to their families at night. You know, and, and and they're they're bringing that weld fume into their in, into the into their home. You know, whether they're doing laundry, or they go and they, they they hug their kids at night, and you know, and and uh, you know, I kind of feel like it's my responsibility and um, to make sure that they they're not bringing this this dirt home, you know, this dust home. And right. so it's just uh, you know, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we want to help other people be able to have that in their facility too. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, help design a system. So hopefully this has helped you if you're out there looking at a weld fume system that you, you're able to figure out uh, a little bit closer to, to what your requirements are, kind of how it might seem overwhelming. It's not really that complicated of a process. And uh, don't feel like you're on your own out there. We're, we're here. We're All glad right. to help you. Uh, feel free to, to give us a call. Check out our website. Uh, check us, you know, drop a line. We're, we're glad to help. There's people here all the time. So, uh, Jeremiah, thanks for coming on. You bet. Thanks for yeah. helping to take something that seems a little complicated and making it simpler so that we can all understand it. And uh, write in your questions to uh, Dusty Jobs Podcast at iSystemsWeb.com. If you have other questions about maybe how other systems are designed, if you have another application, and we're, we're glad to tackle that for you. Right and help you feel like uh, like you're not out there on your own. So, yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening this time, yep. and uh, we'll talk to you again. All right, thanks. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Dusty Jobs Podcast. Breathe better, work safer.